This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Live commentary. Oh, we just want to hear in a great position. Sakaja running a goal, plays it to Alessandro, who lets it run for Bantam. Bantam now, head up. Drives in, turns, left foot is short, brilliantly saved. Sakaja so close to conveying the rebound. Live interviews. You know, do you start with the new main stand, join it onto the homesdale, you know, really do up the homesdale so that it's properly finished? Or do you go for a start with the new main stand, knock down the homesdale as the next phase of it, put, you know, put something that then fits with that kind of modern looking stadium? And there's a lot of work that, 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 that's still got to be done on that just to get to exactly what, what would be the right answer for sellers. Expert analysis. Douglas Wright has been called up to the Scotland Youth Squad. And Well, most of the time, anyway. Homesdale Radio. Whether you're listening live or to the podcast, call us now to air your opinion. 0203 Hello and welcome to Homestar Radio. I am your massively hungover host, Chris Hambling, and I'll be taking you through our review of the week for the Eagles. With me today are Mark Ross, Nick Gillard and Barney Fox. Evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening, Chris. Evening. Hey, you're all there. Good stuff. Uh, those three will be offering their pearls of wisdom on all of tonight's topics. We also have Alex White, safely ensconced in the communication hub. Hello, Alex. Hello. Pearls of wisdom with Mark Ross doesn't quite fit. <laughs> yeah, I've realised that's the error I've made during the writing of the show, unfortunately. But, um, well, you know, he, he's here at least. He'll be saying stuff. <laughs> um, Alex will be organising all of your communication with us today. You can tweet us. It's at HOL Radio. Or you can email us. It's radio at homesdale.net. You can give us a call on 0203 4755 Press 1 to be put through to us. Um, there's the homesdale.net chat room. If you go to holradio.net forward slash chat, Nick's in there and hopefully a few other people. Um, just talk nonsense <laughs> during the show, basically. Uh, if you want to listen to us on your mobile device, you can uh, go to holradio.net forward slash mobile to find out how. Um, our, our running order for tonight, which I'm just about to give you now, um, 
apparently a good time I need to check my microphone. Apparently, that's the sort of thing I shouldn't say on air, but because I'm reading it, it kind of I kind of just read it out. Is there something wrong with my microphone, lads? <laughs> Not anymore. I think there was at the start, but now no. No, it's, it's just sort of derailed me a bit, really. It's yeah, all I need. Sounds okay. CT had all that energy, and now, now look. Mm. All right, <laughs> listen, I'll um, I'll unplug it and stuff a little bit later on when we get we get into the show. Not while I'm speaking. That'd be ridiculous. Um. Anyway, running order tonight is we'll have a little a general chat from a selection of topics that you, the listeners, have sent us. Um, we'll look back at events yesterday at Selhurst Park, where a confident and dominant palace side simply outclassed playoff rivals Middlesbrough. And then Whole uh, Radio's very own Rain Man, Mark Ross, will take us through a preview of Tuesday's home game at home to Bristol City and a trip to Sheffield to play Wednesday on Saturday. Mm. Uh, we'll end with a round-up as much of your communication as we possibly can. Um, hopefully no more than an hour and a bit. To, you know, you never know with us, really. It depends. depends how carried away we get. Um, but on with the show, I'd also like to mention that if anyone uh, looks at my Twitter account, at Hambo1980, and finds looks on there at the picture of a penguin I had with me, a little soft toy penguin, I lost him on Saturday um, during the course of my drunken evening. Um, I'll just, if anyone finds him, please, please hand him back. That's, that's my heartfelt plea. Anyway, guys, listen, we've got a load of, um, load of, uh, well, questions, really, from people about sort of subjects to talk about. Hopefully, I'll be able to find out where they are in a second. And um, we've got um, a message in from Herbie. He says he wants us to discuss footballing styles in the championship and how lucky we really are to see such an entertaining team. Um, well, first of all, it was a massively entertaining game yesterday, no doubt about that. Uh, but our style has been in some debate recently with a lot of people talking about the fact we've been playing it longer and all that sort of stuff. Um, first of all, is it as, as simple as that, Mark? Um, are we lucky to be seeing such an entertaining team, or is it a bit early to say we're going to, you know, we'll be able to produce that performance week in, week out? I think it was an exceptional performance yesterday, you know, in every area of the pitch. Um, yeah, there has been criticism. I think um, it's hard to keep everybody happy. I don't know if... Uh, I think um, it seems to me that Holloway just judges it from match to match. You know, He doesn't say, well, we're going to play this way for the whole season. So, um, And sometimes it doesn't come off and sometimes it has... Uh, it, you know, it does. But it seemed like, obviously, of recently, you know, the half-time has been the critical time where he's actually laid into the players or whatever he said and uh, they've come out second half and uh, uh, we've had some spectacular turnarounds in the last uh, few weeks but I, I wouldn't say that we just play one particular style I think he, it depends a lot on the opposition and um, you know who we've got fit and who's injured and so yeah. forth and obviously it's a good time at the moment now because other teams like when Borough came yesterday they had a lot of injuries suspensions and so forth and we seem to have had our sort of poor spell of injured players and people who are unavailable and uh, our squad seems to be getting stronger mm. and stronger as the season comes to an end so I think the yeah, no, position it's a, good, it's a good observation Marco we, you know certainly if you look at the, the we've had a bat, we have had our blip and you know the general consensus seems to be in the last few games we have turned that around and we're starting to look like the team from our longer run if I can take the other sort of half of that question and ask you Barney um, you know in terms of the styles in the championship, I mean, hopefully you, you, you know you, you've seen plenty of plenty of our opponents and the styles that they bring. Uh, personally, I think you know the championship tends to be a, a physical league. Um, but would you say we're that much different? I think a lot of teams play similar systems. Um, 
I think the the class of the championship has has dramatically changed in the last couple of years. Really, um, you know, you can know, if you look at a number of squads, um, you know, a lot of them now, maybe not so much so many years ago, have got what I would consider as being, you know, not half bad, decent, yeah, you know, Premier League players in them. You know, um, you know, Kieran Dyer's playing for Middlesbrough now. You know, a couple of years ago, he was he was you know in, in couple, you know in playing regular football in the Premier League. So I think the the quality is changing, and also because it's coming such a, a tight league, I guess now. Um, you know, the strategies have changed from uh, to that sort of classic lob, lob it out the pitch, route one football. Mm. Some teams still play it, but I think you know you watch a game yesterday and watch the Watford game I think that's no different to going and watching you know your Wiggins and and so forth in the Premier League so I think the club I think the style has changed I think the you know, the quality has got a you know so much better um, and I think it's purely just because of the influx of you know better players coming into the league and yeah, yeah. I, I suppose, I suppose, in some ways, when you think, um, obviously, people have made, rightly made the observation how expensive English players are and things like that. And I think there's been a degree of a lot of talent being forced into the lower divisions. And I think, you know, and obviously, some big clubs are now in now in the Championship and exactly even further down. In fact, and you know, it's yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. I do, I do, I do take the point that Herbie's making in that we have. I wouldn't necessarily say it's our style, but we have a philosophy in place that, that Ian Holloway has been talking about and what he really wants. And you know, towards the end of Dougie's reign, we were we were actually being we were an entertaining side to watch. But you know, obviously uh, Holloway's spoken about changing that and bringing that on. So uh, it's it's a very interesting time for us. But I think it's a very very early time in Holloway's reign to start being to labeling labeling us a certain way. But I genuinely feel you heard obviously hopefully your people have heard his comments um, on Palace player after the um, after the match and he I know Mark was tweeting about it earlier as was I it was so great to hear him talk about the first half and said you know yeah we played well and we were all we were all talking at halftime saying we should have been three or four up and you know he went into the dressing room and told the team that they were boring him and that it wasn't it wasn't good enough <laughs> and that you know and and I can I know exactly where he's coming from so many times when I've been watching Palace I've always thought. I've seen us have this, like, you know, we're, maybe we're behind in the game or something like that. And we have five, ten minutes at the end of a match where we're playing with this urgency to get something out of the game. And, we, you know, we've seen it in our second-half performances of late. And you just think, well, if you can do that, if you can have that mentality that you've got to go out there and get something, why not start a game like that? And yesterday was the first time I've really seen us dominate a game properly from start to finish with just sheer urgency and, you know, as well as talent. It was... It's an absolute joy to watch, um, Nick. Yeah, um, just to go back about the whole championship thing, it's it's interesting that there are so many teams through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup from the championship, mm. which is quite unusual. Um, you you saying urgency yesterday? I, I disagree. We we were good going forward, but I've never seen us look so relaxed as we did yesterday. Oh yeah, in possession, uh, it was more it was more the the attacking sense. I mean, first half, yeah, yeah, the urgency wasn't there once we got the goal, once we went one up, absolutely, but. But I think I just thought second half the desire to get forward. I mean, there were things in that in that game that you know I was sort of I was sort of laughing really when Delaney started striding forward and taking people on, and I was thinking this is this is great to watch. There's a this you know we were we got ourselves sort of two up from from Ramage, and then well, obviously we're starting to review the game here, but it, 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 it will just mix into this conversation, I think. But, um, I think um, the like, difference is yesterday we we had KG back. 
we had Jedi back, and I think they relax everybody. When yeah. Jedi's in there, the rest of the team kind of seem a bit calmer because they know that that Jedi the Master is in there. Do you know what I mean? It's it kind yeah, of chills yeah, everyone out. Oh yeah, it, it was it was a huge difference. We've all talked about it, and it is easy to forget. We've all talked about how we are when when you took KG out of that side, and when he took and Jednak was in there on his own. Jednak was still great, but he wasn't the same. And now you've got both of them back in. It, it really, honestly, we're back. We, it's, it's no coincidence. We look like the, you know, the team that went on that fantastic run of form. Uh, Barney, you're making a point about uh, people looking for passes and options. Yeah, I, I just, I, I guess it kind of falls into what you guys are saying about the, our back line. I think when we've got a solid back line, which we did have yesterday, I know we, we conceded one, but I think we can all agree that that was, that was, you know, that was just a slip up, and it what it didn't, it didn't reflect really um, the, the overall game whatsoever. But it how just seemed. Go on. How many shots did Middlesbrough actually have? It wasn't well, many, was it? No, do you know what it was? It was five or six. Yeah, five on target. And, you know, for a, a, a club, really, the class of Middlesbrough, who remember us sitting in, in the playoff positions, that's, that's, you know, that just, that's credit to Palace's defence. And I think you're right. What it does is it breathes an air of confidence to the midfield, thinking, right, you know what, we can spend time on the ball. We can look for the passes because, you know what, if we get it wrong, the reality is we've got a good back four behind us that are going to back us up all the way. And, and I can imagine them, you know, the, the, them saying that before they go out, you know, Holloway saying, look, boys, keep it fresh in the midfield. Look for the passes, move it around, play to our strengths, and you know what? Defense, if they if they muck it up, just just get in there straight away and get it straight back to them. Mm. No, I mean on the, on that subject, a friend of mine was saying he was so glad we we picked got picked it back up and got the fourth because three one was would have flattered them immensely, and it, it just feels like it just made it look like a closer game than it was. It was it was sheer dominance, uh, Nick. Well, what was good, going back to Jedi, is he's so versatile that we've got two wing-backs almost, haven't we? And um, with Richards yeah. going forward and Parr going forward, then Jedi was dropping back, almost making it free at the back. And is that why Belassi was dropped, do you think, yesterday? Well, I think it's, it's a good question. I know that was something that was um, was part of a, of a question we got in from Dylan. It's about, and I was going to talk about it as well, about Johnny, Johnny Williams coming in for Belassi and whether we think that's the right thing to do or not. I, I think... I think I think it's a good observation. I think it was an easier thing to do to play Johnny Williams in that wide role to accommodate uh, Dobby in the middle. It was an easier thing to do with Jednak and KG there than it would have been had Marrow or O'Keefe been, been in there instead. I, I just think you can rely on... Basically, the, the KG of now, he, he actually bridges a gap between attack and midfield and def- he, you know, he covers all areas, really. Um, you know, he gets himself forward. He gets into wide positions at times, and I think it just it freed up Williams to roam a bit. You know, Balassi's a, a very much an orthodox winger. Uh, yeah. He'll change sides, but but he doesn't sort of doesn't roam around the front three positions too much. You know, he'll cut in when he's got the ball, but he receives the ball in wide positions. That's what he does. And if you saw Williams, he received the ball all over the pitch, and it, it, there was a slight change in the style there. I think. I think it's got a good observation. I think that might. Certainly, it's, um, getting a bit of that Spanish fluidity where we're kind of interchanging positions as well, aren't we? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we we seem to Williams did drop inside a couple of times, and I noticed Dobby moving out, and and even Murray's moving out to the wing more often mm. than he used to. And we they just don't seem to have a, a set position; they just seem to go where they're needed at the time. Yeah, and absolutely. they all know what they're doing. They all that's, know. That's the thing. I think they're starting. No matter how much 
you say that obviously Holloway came in and didn't need to do much because we were winning. He's, he's he wants it to be his team. You've got we've, we've got to be his team. We can't have him just looking after Dougie's team. And, and I think it has taken. I think part of the blip that we had is that process. I don't think that's. I think we would have had a blip anyway, whether we'd changed managers or not. I think we really would have done. I think past seasons have shown us that. But I think, you think uh, Cardiff I think, will. You think Cardiff will have a blip? No. No, they too far gone now. Sadly, not. I think. I think. Yeah, they're they're a very very strong. When they can go out, when they've gone out and bought Fraser Campbell, they don't pay a huge amount of money for him, but they're probably paying an absolutely huge amount in wages. Um, when they can go out and do that, and he's got three goals in two or three and three or something like that, it's it's just unbelievable, really. I think that they've done the right thing. They've got themselves into a great position, and then they've just strengthened. Uh, Mark. Yeah, I was just going to talk about the starting lineup yesterday, and you touched on. Williams starting ahead of Balassi. And obviously, um, Balassi is more of a natural wide man winger, and Williams likes to come inside a lot more. And I just thought that although as, much, as great a game as Williams has, because he drifts in, I feel like he leaves the left back like really exposed. And I felt like Johnny Parr was quite exposed a lot of the time, and they use that to their advantage. Because Williams doesn't like to sort of sit in one place and he does move from you know, from the wide to the centre and back again. Mm. I do feel like there's 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 a sort of gap between you know, there's no cover for par and I felt like yeah. a bit sorry for and par, and I actually said to you, didn't I, during the game, I said he he, he doesn't look a hundred percent par and, and as I've said to you and I've said on the show before that par's the sort of player who has to play regularly and the more he plays the better he gets. But when he's been dropped for a couple of games and he comes back he just looks a little bit rusty. And I just thought you know, the shape was was I mean, I, every, I, I'm not really complaining about yesterday's game because no. everything was good. No. But, but just if you want to pick on little points, I just thought I think, that he was a little bit exposed out there. You know, I think it's a really, really good observation, Mark. And obviously, whatever you do, when it, it's as a general point, because since we're talking about styles, you know, when you when you go on the attack, you obviously there's a consequence of that. And I think obviously, the philosophy we now have under Holloway is is to is not to worry too much about. You know, leaving a hole behind because we've got someone like Williams roaming, or we've got the fullbacks overlapping. It's not to worry about what the defensive consequence to that is. It's to cope with it if you, you know, if you do get broken on and you do have a team counter attacking against you. But it's to focus on if you've got possession of the ball and you're the one attacking, then it doesn't really matter that you've left a hole behind you. I think that's really what it is. Um, but it's interesting. I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to dwell too much longer on that. We've got a couple more points I want to discuss before we get into the sort of meat of the the Borough game in, in a bit more detail. But um, I mean, sort of, kind of following on, really. Um, it, sort of, Dylan was also saying what what's Holloway's best starting eleven, and I think we've touched on the idea that this, the modern game doesn't really have that, does it? It's something that Dougie Friedman was saying before he left as well that people's sort of understanding of the game is that you play the same eleven week in week out, and, and we do have a relatively settled team, I think, but. But I don't think you. I don't think you look at it as a best eleven anymore. I think you look at it as a best sixteen. You know, best squad. Um, and certainly, uh, well, got any thoughts on that, Nick? Well, more so now than ever. We've actually got two players for each position, pretty much, haven't we? I mean, I think it was mentioned by uh, even my son mentioned it yesterday that um, Moxie and Parr are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, in the fact that we could start either one of them, none is kind of a second choice. So, so we've almost got two first choices in each position, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like a rotation system in, uh, in, in the left-back yeah. position, certainly. And, uh, again, I've said before, I think Parsons could come in and do a, 
do a great job there. Well, in fact, he did come in and do a fantastic job there. Really impressed, by the way. I did notice as well that... Sorry, to think last season we were talking about having Moxie and Parr both starting on the left. Mm, I know. And uh, we, we were quite excited about that, but it didn't quite work, did it? It, it didn't, know because we were, I suppose we've been so used to having people playing in the, in the wide positions who aren't wide players. It's kind of, it's always been our thing, really, isn't it? We don't, the only, the sort of times we've ended up with orthodox wingers have been our successful times. We seem to go long periods without them. If you sort of go back to the last time we um, sort of stormed the league and got promoted, when, uh, when Julian Gray and, it's because Tommy Black joined at the same time I suddenly in my head, popped into my head of an image of Tommy Black running down the wing and it didn't really work so. <laughs> um, are we going to um, do you think we should do our utmost to sign Richards talking of wing backs oh it's a really tough one you know class, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah I think we, we should yeah well, I'll, I'll come to you on that actually <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I want to make reference to the fact we were talking about this last week and I think that discussion carried on sort of after the show um, between listeners and it was the the overwhelming thought was Joel Ward but you know there was a lot of people saying Richards is really great it's great to have him here but Joel Ward you know is going to be the one and I, I sort of noticed more people were all now talking about Richards because he's he's just been really growing into it and um, I don't know it's is a really he, tough one uh, the way he all the way praise Ward praise Ward's you know athleticism and training and stuff like that and you know so it's great to have him back but i've said before i think i can see joel ward coming in and maybe a f- position further forward mm. yeah it, the way that um richard celebrated yesterday though shows it is actually you know with the program as it were and you see him actually become more part of the team spirit with every game that goes on do you know what i mean he, d- he doesn't seem like a loney anymore he seems like one of us already. Uh, yeah yeah he does. Uh, barley in terms of ability i mean is he is he impressing you even more Oh, I th- I, to be honest with you, I thought he was a massively unsung hero yesterday. I mean, I thought uh, you can't really criticise the, the boys yesterday, but I thought, you know, everybody's, you know, we're talking about, you know, Williams having a great game, obviously Murray. I thought Dobby was fantastic, but I thought Richards was just kind of, I think he, I don't know, I've, I've sort of sensed a change in how we play um, ever since he's come in. And he's, he's attackive, his play is, Wait, is, is attackive. Just is that even That's a, word? a great word. Can I can I just add that one in? Well, yeah. all right. You can even have that, but it's it's not a word. But you've invented it. You've well, that's it all right. Words. That's all right. Um, it, it just it, I think it just summarises how Palace play well. And I think you know if we go back to two weeks ago when we were you know chatting about the Charlton game and we're talking about first half and it's like we go on, you know we 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 shut up shop and we I don't think we do it very well to be honest with you. I I really don't. And we did it in the first half against Watford. Second half against Watford, we just continued on yesterday. It was absolutely fantastic. And, mm. you know, that we do play two ways, but I don't think we play... The first way is is short passes and then lob it out the pitch and try and use Murray as the hitman. And then we play this other way, which to me is just, you know, absolutely fantastic and something I haven't seen from Palace for a while is this, you know, one, two touch football around the park and outplaying teams, but with pace and skill. And, you know, why can't we just do that from the start? It, it clearly shows that we can stuff teams like Middlesbrough. And when I said last week, do you know, what, I reckon we're going to stuff them. Yep. You know, the reaction was, oh, I don't know, actually, because yeah, Middlesbrough yeah. actually are not a bad team. But when we want to put it down the deck, we can absolutely stuff these teams. And we did it against, like, we did it against Watford last week. 
I think I think you're absolutely right, Barney. It's easy to be to, to praise you in hindsight, but you you know you saw it before we did, really. But I, I think we were talking about it last week as well when we were saying like, I think the, these second half performances they they probably they would facilitate what Holloway's been saying to the team, saying look if you worry too much about defending all the time, you you give people too much respect, then it's it's you you're not giving yourselves the sort of respect to play the attacking football that wins you games. And I think those. I think the two second half performances against Charlton and against Watford proved Holloway's point and said to the players, you know, go out there and attack from the off. And they, they did it slightly better. They were, but but again, you can see where they've been coached before. And that's not a criticism, criticism of Freeman. He just had his way of playing. But you can see that we got a goal ahead and a lot of the players' instant reaction was right. We're ahead, we're ahead now. Let's keep it solid. Let's keep, you know, and I, you could see on the, on the sidelines Ian Holloway was unhappy with that and, you know, and he explained why. Uh, Mark, you wanted to make a quick point. Yeah, no, it's just uh, what I like about the way, you know, Holloway goes about his business is that when, as soon as they they got their goal, instead of us just going, oh, well, we'll, we'll shut, shut, shut up at 3-1 and just, you know, settle for that, you know, he, t- he brings Phillips off the bench and, and, and we're like going for it again and it's like the crowd are going we want four and then they're going we want five and it's all and and it's relentless for i mean it must be hard work defensively for the opposition to have yeah. a team i mean yesterday it was for 90 minutes but for the previous two matches it was for kind of for 45 minutes but just constantly running at you turning twisting putting crosses in and you've got to deal with the wide men, Glenn Murray, and whoever's supporting Glenn Murray, Dobby or whoever, and then you've got Williams running around the park. And, I mean, it must be a nightmare to defend, and, it just, and it's just relentless. With, with Friedman, he had his good points, obviously, but he was, he was quite happy to shut up shop at 1-0 or 2-1 and see out a game for the last half an hour, and it was quite dull and boring. It was effective to a certain extent, but, um, but he, just, he just wants to go and, you know, if they score one, he wants to get... You know, another goal and another goal, and it's just—it's great to watch. It's so entertaining, you know, uh, anyway, and effective. Um, you know, it's just yeah. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, I want to sort of try and move us on to a few things. We've got plenty of comments on what we've been talking about. Uh, I'm going to go to Alex first of all. There's been a load of tweets. I've been trying to have a quick look while we've been doing this, but hopefully you've got a few you've picked out for me. Yeah, it's just lots of conversations about you know if we can actually change this team. It's the same poor head, poor Holloway has to make these decisions with a real headache people mentioning Paddy McCarthy can he get back into that team I think that's a good question and people just saying that you know Jedinak and KG complement each other so well they just allow everyone to go forward without without having to worry what they have to do defensively yeah, I'll pick up on a couple of interesting points I noticed that Mark Latter's observed that Richard says has said that he wants to be a central midfielder long term so um, so his his you know, belief is that Joel Ward is still the you know the, the long term solution uh, right back, which I thought was interesting. And I know Jockey's just tweeted as well, saying it's taken time for you know, Holloway to get the team to use his style, but it's starting to bear fruit now. And, and Dobby and Phillips are excellent signings. And again, we're going to probably have quite a lot of focus on you know as as we carry on through the show, focus on Dobby and Phillips. Um, you know, almost certainly in Phillips' case, his case we didn't really necessarily need him to do anything, but. He still came on and made a made a huge impact. It's interesting; it just shows the value of having players who who know how, you know, know how the manager wants to play. I think it's helped everyone and given everyone a lift. Um, I did also want to pick out there's a stat from I think it was Bob Bradley. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. Um, Dougie Friedman had 71 games and only 
uh, four wins by two or more goals. In Holloway, six uh, wins by two or more goals from 21. Says it all. Um, it does. It, it, that emphasises the contrast in styles. Uh, very, very quickly, mention the chat room. I'm going to get some comments from Nick from there anyway. Um, the chat room is holradio.net forward slash chat. Uh, guys in there having a, just sort of giving their live reaction in a similar way to Twitter. So if you're not on Twitter, go to the chat room. Uh, Nick, there's a few things in there. Yeah, Serial says that um, Parr looked a bit rusty. I, I disagree with him there. I thought it was quite good, although I did get caught out of the back a bit. Um, Palace Guard says Richards is class. Hope we sign him. Uh, Joel Hollyoak, hello Joel, has made a prediction that in three years' time, uh, John Yester will be going to Arsenal for 20 million. He is that good. Um, Andy A, Ramage is a goal machine. Um, and the kind <laughs> of mood in there is the fact that there's so many people we could have picked for man of the match and, and different people have chosen different people in the chat room. So uh, I'm sure we'll come to the man of the match later when we talk about it. Yeah, no, I noticed when I was writing my notes earlier on, I say writing my notes, but it's been about two minutes writing some words um, that might remind me of some stuff. And all the people I wanted to talk about in terms of their overall performance, I didn't even write Glenn Murray down. And he was my man of the match. So it's, it's bizarre, really. There was, there was some fantastic performances. You're absolutely right. And there was a, the uh, guys in the chat room. A quick question. Will Dobby be available for the Brighton game after no. what FFS did last time? No. no. Okay. No. Not, he's not available to play in, in the Bryan game. Um, and he also, if we were to be in the playoffs, he couldn't play in the playoff final, I believe, as well. So, so yeah, got to make the most of it. But we won't need that. We'll get an automatic promotion anyway, won't we? Um, very, very quickly, on, on the subject of that, of, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Dobby in a bit. And uh, James actually messaged us to say that have Brighton made the same mistake with Dobby that they made with Murray? Uh, bearing in mind that yes, Dobby is a loan signing, but that's already is agreed permanent at the end of the se- uh, season, so it's effectively a permanent transfer. So um, you know he's, he is our player going forward. So you know, well, Joe says um, the um, the Brighton side is it NSC? They're going to do Lally that we've got yeah, Dobby as well. Yeah, player. I was going to make that. I was going to say that. Yeah, um, they there, there was a few people who seemed to be a, big fans of Dobby and were gutted to see him go, particularly to us. And their observation has been that he has, looks the player that they need to sort of um, to sort their current predicament out, and that they're being they're very inconsistent and not producing great performances. And they they basically want that player, but for some reason he didn't play that way for them. This goes to show you it's because it's because they're rubbish, frankly. That's what it is. But, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but very very quickly, last little point before we go into some more detail on the Barrow match yesterday. Um, it was uh, Stephen messaged us to say, um, as a unit, are we ready to go up to the Premiership and stay up this time? Um, it's kind of a two-pronged question. Are we ready to go up? I don't know if anyone in, in this division is ever ready to go I suppose, arguably, you could say Cardiff have been knocking on the door for a period of time and have now bought some big players. So, arguably, you could say they are ready to go up and looking like they will. I think for the majority of teams, so many teams you know, take points off each other that I don't think anyone's really ready to go up and, and staying up. Staying up, I don't know, staying up's been something that's been happening more often, isn't it, of, of late? I don't, I don't really spend that much time watching Premiership football. You know, I'm only really mainly interested in Palace, to be honest, but um, I, I find the whole Premiership thing slightly distasteful these days. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting cynical, <laughs> cynical in my old age, but... Um, <laughs> But, uh, but like, I don't know. Well, guys, I get to get your input on it. I'll start with you, Barney, because alphabetically you're first. And I heard you laugh, so it just reminded well, me. That's good of you. Yeah. So um, <laughs> are, are we ready? And Well, I, we, we wouldn't stay up, I don't think, with this squad. We would have to add seriously. But what do you think? I, 
I think it's a it's 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 a massive question, isn't it? And it's not actually about the team. I mean, as as much as that kind of sounds a bit daft on the surface of it, it's about it's it's about preparing yourself for a, a really it is a huge step. Um, you know, biggest game, biggest game of football really is getting up into the Premier League for start for starts, and you know you you're talking a whole different infrastructure of the club on the squad. Um, you know, are we going to be good enough? Probably at the moment, I don't think so. But I think we've been clever in our loan signings, and I think if we do get up into the league, it's it really is. That's when the I think that's when we're going to see if pa- Palace is serious about being in the Premiership or not. Because you know, you look at teams who have gone up to the Premier League recently who have done really well. You know, your Swansea's and so forth that not actually have gone out and spent massively, but created a uh, a, a style of football that actually isn't particularly attractive, but is it, it? You know, it just it ticks away, and they they pick up results away from home, and they get the odd win at home, which keeps them in the league. And it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be appealing football for the fans. Not not yeah. that we're seeing at the moment at all. Um, but I think also the club has got to. You know, the club really the the board have to say right. Okay, well. You know, are we going to invest heavily in this, and and do we want to stay in the Premier League? And I'm sure that's you know that's it. Parish has come out and, and clearly said that's where he wants the club. Um, you know, we have to get attendances up. So I think we we're going to have to make some strength, and you know we have to strengthen. And you know, I don't think yeah. Phillips is going to quite have the impact in the Premier League that he's going to have in the Championship. So we are talking a, a real different class of of game. But you know, mm. saying that. You know, I, I caught the I caught the um, highlights of the Arsenal game yesterday against Blackburn. You know, what I mean, it, it didn't actually mm. seem too big a, a gap as what I thought it, it once yeah. was. No, I think you're right. It's a good observation. I think we, we it doesn't feel like it anymore. You, you, I mean, the cup competitions are uh, more and more. You, you're saying the word upset so much now that you're starting to think, well, that, you know, is it an upset? You know, Nick made the observation earlier on with Championship teams winning through. Um, Bradford going as, as far as they've gone as well and things like that but yeah it's, it's an interesting time I don't think you can ever say that we'll be ready to go up I don't think you can ever say that there's it's going to be easy to stay up I think Swansea are an interesting club because it's it's kind of where I have worries for us because Swansea spent a lot of time in the lower divisions doing exactly what you talked about Barney and building a, a style of play and a philosophy throughout the club exactly what Holloway's been tasked with at Palace um, but we're doing it. Holloway, a, we're doing it at a higher level, though. Nick, is the point I'm making. We're doing. It, we're trying to do it. We're only one step below the Premiership, and we're trying to. We're trying to change a lot in a very short space of time. And I just hope it all comes together at the right moment for us. Just, just the difference is, Chris. Sorry, Barney. The difference no, on, is Holloway knows his craft, whereas the, the Swansea mm. managers were still learning on the job. That's what made it mm. different. Yeah. You know, Holloway's bringing in players that know know what he wants, and they're they're going to be passing. On, especially Kevin Phillips. I mean, he's He's, you know, wise, wise player, isn't he? And yeah, yeah. I know a couple of the players like Williams have, have said they've learned so much from him already. So I, I, think, I think that, yeah. you know, that that's going to help us. And I think we will, we will try and play this. Why change the way we play football if what we're doing now is successful? The other thing I was going to say about going up is we've still got some of the wealth money. Yeah. And we know if we do go up that we've kind of almost got money in the bank from from the league payment, so they'll be able to almost, not mortgage, but use some money because we know we're going to get it back to, to buy the players exactly that um, Holloway wants. So yeah, I think, I, I think we'll think... 
Steve said right. to us, he said to us, promotion would just it would transform the club. And I think because we're in a position to do that, it's not like where we went up under under Simon Jordan last, where we got promotion, but because we'd already gambled so much on it, it the impact it was kind of lessened. You know, with the, with the club set up the way it is now, that the impact of that money is is greater. It allows that it would. I mean, I think Ian Holloway said it when we when we talked to him um, before Christmas. And he said he'd love to get the club up and because the chairman deserved to be able to go and spend that money. I thought it was quite a nice way of putting it. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I, yeah. Go on, Ben. So, so I was going to just come in with, with two points. I just I think it's kind of vital. And I think, you know, we look at when we went up under Jordan and, uh, and Dowie and, you know, that was, you know, that we were, they, they gambled very heavily and, and it, it was a short-term buy. I would say the difference is now, and you know, you have to give Jordan credit here a little bit, is that we have a fantastic youth academy, you know, absolutely brilliant um, youth academy. So we're we're not dependent on buying in good solid players. Uh, and second of all, I think we've got the right man for the job that perhaps can perhaps buy players like Phillips that maybe have got a season or two left in them in the Premier League. And get the best out of them. You know, he knows how to work those sort of players and knows the right time to play them, to to bring them on and actually tells them, you know what, set up the pitch. You're not quite as fast as what you once were, but that doesn't matter. We just need you poaching a couple of goals. So I'd say, you know, Holloway's a, a good manager at doing that. And that's exactly what he did at Blackpool when they got them up. And to be fair, Blackpool were pretty unlucky to go down, I thought, when they did. OK, uh, last word on it, Mark. Yeah, well, it's it's like the foundations are in place, as has been said. The sort of academy's there. The owner, the owners, it's a solid base. And of course, like you're saying, Barney, the you know having Holloway as your manager, you know, should you go up with with the backing of the owners and and the way they look at the the situation at Palace and with Holloway, he's he's a good manager. We're going to attract decent players to the club just on the basis that we have got good staff at the, at the club, and the club is well is is run well. You know, the, you know, under Jordan, and when you've got you know you're changing managers every six months or twelve months, and and you know, uh, and you've got no stability, players aren't sure whether they want to join. But I think now, if we did go up, obviously there'll be we bank a load of money. I don't know that we've got a squad that's strong enough. We've got a few individuals who obviously would make a difference but I think we would be able to actually attract players whereas I think we've struggled in the past to bring good players to Palace because it hasn't been an attractive club to come come to because it hasn't been stable you know the foundations yeah, haven't been and solid and, do you and think Holloway makes that difference then do you think but I think Holloway can sell the Holloway club. yeah but I think yeah. Holloway can sell the club to good players whereas I don't think people like Friedman and when we had Jordan people were yeah. you know they could take it or leave it it's coming to Palace you know and I think now yeah. we're we're in a much better bargaining position than we have been before. Now I really like that's a re- really good point you made, Mark. I think, and there's another there's another side to it as well, and and that comes down to something that, that Freeman was very big on in terms of Premier League standards. And I know um, Holloway mentioned standards in his press conference as well. And I, I think I think where we we have the trust working on the the new training ground at the moment. I know that's still that's still going on. That's still working away in the background of that. Um, um, and things like that, and, and obviously the stadium itself. Those are other factors in where, you know, where players want to play. But I mean, it must have been off-putting, even just by reputation, to have, you know, our previous chairman 
shall we say, uh, some of the things that he would do and some of the um, negotiation tactics and things like that that went on. You know, he described himself in his book. So, I, yeah, I think as a club, we're a more attractive option with the manager we have now and with, you know, the owners that we have now. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I think Alex asked the question that if we were to go up, uh, would we feel more comfortable in a Premier League relegation fight with Holloway or Freeman? Um, I don't answer that. You can answer that. Can I can yeah, I answer yeah. that by going back to um, Herbie's question and how we would have answered that a season ago? How lucky we are to see such an entertaining team. I think we'd be much better with Holloway because he, he, yeah. he's he's been there, done that. I think Dougie would get so found out, so yeah. found out. Yeah, I think at that level, definitely. I think a championship level is, is a kind of different story. I think Dougie was the right person for a relegation fight when we needed him because he knew exactly what he had to do to get us out of it. Uh, but I think, obviously, I would expect Ian Holloway probably learned an awful lot from Blackpool's relegation, um, and probably there's a lot of things he'd probably do differently as well. Um, but interest, it's interesting. I, I do think, I do think certainly, I, th- I think at the level we're at, I think Holloway is suited to promotion fights, and I think Dougie is suited to relegation fights. But yeah, definitely kind of almost switches if you go the other way. But... Interesting stuff, anyway. Um, but we do have to do have to move it on. Uh, there's some, in, some comments down. There's anything you want to mention, Nick, or anything you want to mention, Alex, for, on any of the subjects, very quickly, or I can move us on. No, no updates really. Just the same. No, just continuous <laughs> conversations. You've kind of uh, yes. written off everyone's. Everyone. We'll um, we'll CPFC Daisy in the chat room. Wholeradio.net slash chat says we need to tighten up if. We're going up because we look vulnerable at the back at the moment. Need McCarthy and Ward back soon. I actually disagree with you there, Will. Sorry, mate. I think um, Ramage and Delaney look look awesome at the moment. It's the only reason where we're not so tight at the back is because we're getting caught out with these wing bats going forward. Yeah, I think defensively, defensively is a difficult thing for us. I think. Mark's asking where Gabidon is. I mean, what's what's the latest on him? Do we know? Yeah, well, I, I can only say he's injured. I'd, I'd, it was one of those things, wasn't it? He, he, we got told in the press that um, that he'd avoided a serious injury by being substituted. Then we saw him for half a game, and then we haven't seen him since. Um, I, you know, he must. You know, he's been dogged by injury problems for for a long while. That's why he's on the deal that he's on at Palace. And talking uh, of injuries chris how how hmm. much did you uh, did your pupper go when uh, williams went down yesterday for, oh, for a few seconds i thought oh no please no no oh, he got he got clattered twice but once yeah. so yeah. animal yeah. wasn't he well, yeah. that that uh, williams in middlesbrough yeah. 14 wasn't he yeah yeah i just that's that is the only thing that scares me with with johnny williams and he's tough he's a really tough you know player but oh he just gets himself into those positions he gets he gets kicked all over the over the shop doesn't bat an eyelid but but just every now and then you've seen him as well he goes in for some (laughs) away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. 
If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Absolutely. But that's part of his game, right? It is, yeah. You've got to and I think, it. we've got, you know, that's what we need. We, he's just, yeah. he is that. I think I kind of class him as a bit of an old school sweeper in the sense and actually not afraid to run down the middle. And I love it, the fact that he puts in some real hard challenges oh, sometimes too, and stuffs I think, them. I think it's just because he's had that broken leg and because he is that good. And we don't but, want it. We we want we want him in every week. I think it's just it's a, it's a, almost an irrational fear I have. Of I, I completely understand that that's who he is. That's his game. He's he is a you know he's a tough tackling midfielder as well as a incredibly uh, you know incredibly sharp dribbler and an incredibly skillful player. And he's got fantastic vision, but he's also a hard tackling midfielder. But it just he kind of all because of just how he comes across and he's had that injury. It just feels weird sometimes. But there we go. Um, Interesting, uh, Palace Guard, imagine Ramage and Delaney versus Suarez, Aguero, etc. That would have it's a, a good chance point, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's, yeah, right. Fair enough, Ross. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Uh, yeah, don't, yeah. Um, on, the, on the subject of Ramage, because we're, 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 we're going to talk about the, the Borough game now in a bit more detail, and, and the, he's, he's kind of my first port of call, really, because what a finish. What a finish that was, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a striker's finish, and uh, it, I had to watch it several times um, just to see how classy it was. And plus, mm. his clearance off of the line as well. Plus, the fact that we're going to sponsor him. Uh, it just yep. all seemed to be really fit in well, didn't it? And he he got a few chants from the crowd, and he's he's becoming a bit of a hero, isn't he? In the yeah, he's getting the Eric the Ninja kind of way of becoming yeah. a bit cult hero. Well, more recently, like a Clint Hill type, or you know, Derek yeah. type type of hero just you know I, it's, it's been great to see but um i was going to say you, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit there i was going to ask um ask the next question to mark and say you know what what was more important that finish for that goal or that clearance off the line i think the clearance was, was, it, was vital time? yeah because of the state of the game at the time with just the one goal in it but um you know that's what he's paid to do, I suppose. But you know, he's just—he's uh, been outstanding in recent weeks in in everything he's done, and um, you know, he deserves all the praise. You know, because uh, I can't really see him up against Suarez or Aguero. No, no, no. Up, so, but uh, he, he's stepped up to the mark and he's stood you know, in superbly, hasn't he? Even at that it, level, maybe even if he was outclassed by attackers, you know, he'd still do everything he possibly could. You know, he'd, he'd never shirk responsibility or anything like that. Um, His awareness for that clearance, he saw Spironi going forward, so he yeah. immediately moved back onto the line. He was, it was, you know, his, his wise, wise footballing head again. And, yeah. you know, fair play to um, Doggy for getting him in. And, uh, yeah, and Barney, would you have anticipated this sort of le- level of ramage love before the start of the season when we signed him? No, not at all. He seems to have come into it a bit now. I think Holloway's got him playing right, you know, and he was unbelievable yesterday. Um, and, he, yeah, the, the goal line clearance was, I don't know, but it didn't seem to be, you know, it didn't seem to be out of his, his character in any way. And I kind of thought, well, you know, I, I kind of agree. Yeah, that's what he's meant to do. But he, he didn't seem to sort of, you know, make a big fuss over it. And it was, you know, it was he kind of, that he it was like he knew that was going to happen and he, he positioned himself expecting that. I mean, um, did he have anything to do with their goal? I'm just trying to just trying to think back. Did, didn't he slip up? I think. Um, 
I don't I just, know. He might, he might the, have got caught out. I think, I think he got caught out at the back for when for when they got through. But I think you know what if if. Whatever he scored a goal, you know that he possibly. I think he was a little bit to blame for their goal, but you know what? Who cares? We were we were three yeah. nil up at the time. But yeah. I think he's a yeah great, great, great individual and, and a real credit to the club actually. Yeah, Alex has pointed out he's mentioned... got nuts. Sorry, nuts. Sorry, Badil in the chat room says uh, Spironi was beaten at his near post again. Have we got any concerns about that? No. <laughs> From about five yards, you're having a laugh, aren't you? Trying to stop um, that. Yeah. I think I think I think you can't really fault him for it. I think when a when a player breaks free and is on a one on one on one, you, you, it's all about I don't know to a degree. Like you say, Alex, from five yards out, it's you, you can do, sometimes the, the striker will hit the keeper with the ball, but if the striker puts it in the right spot, it's hard to react and do anything with it. I don't have any concerns over Junior Spurn. He made one very very good save as well. I but think um, to, just to come in there, I, I think that I think. The point, actually, probably from that question is the fact that we're even talking about Sproni, where we would never usually talk about Sproni, just shows how credit to what the actual team, how good the how good the team were yesterday. If we're if we're saying, oh, you know, was Sproni up to it, then you know it just shows actually yeah. that the whole team must have been pretty good. If we're questioning anything to do with Sproni, because usually we're you know we're hating him for keeping us in the game. Absolutely. Palace guards a goalkeeping coach apparently he says he needs to slide out covering up as much as possible not just stand there and he doesn't get down very well but I've never seen him in a disco so I wouldn't be able to answer that <laughs> <laughs> oh Nick oh dear I just, I just enjoy Tell it you're on was, a half was it a foul leading up to their goal or was it a good tackle um, you know what through ball it? wasn't it was no it, it was the challenge well, of Dobby wasn't it flattered. yeah Dobby it, it was Dobby right and basically if you look at I can see why the ref didn't give it as a foul because the the actual the ball was actually taken cleanly off of him, um, but it's just the angle that the player came in at. It just sort of knocked. I don't really know. I don't. I, I can't actually make up my mind because that was my first thought. I know Holloway said in the press conference said he thought Dobby was fouled. I thought it at the time I was really surprised when when the whistle didn't go. Um, but watching it back in, in highlights, I look at it and I. Can, you know, depending on almost depending on what point you're looking at. If you look at the two players sort of coming together, it looks like a foul. But if you look at the feet and how the ball was nicked away, it looks looks a good challenge. But um, I mean, obviously, the you know the very very quick summary of the game: Palace dominated overall, winning the game four one. Obviously, uh, eleven shots to six. Uh, we haven't mentioned Murray. Wait, we talked about that earlier. You <laughs> oh, you not I, enough. Wait, not enough. Why are you interrupting me in the middle of the? F- Oh, fucking hell, Because I know you've got a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, you, I'm, I'm so close to sacking you on air. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, so guess what my next statement's going to be when I said, uh, I was, you know, I was saying we've had more possession, you know, and we dominate the game. We scored a goal after nine minutes through Glenn Murray. Oh, hang on, I've just mentioned Glenn Murray. <laughs> 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 Glenn Murray tapping in from a yard out, but the, game, the, the goal was made by Wilf Zaha, uh, who had an absolutely storming game. Um, Holloway said he was bored the rest of that first half, so we basically took off, took off foot off the gas. Glenn Murray, so I've mentioned him again, weird. Um, obviously missed two, two quite well, one chance he just failed to connect to a cross, and one he headed over. Now, Nick, since you want to talk about Glenn Murray so much, <laughs> what about that headed miss? He should have edited it down, shouldn't he? I mean, it, it was a it was a terrible miss, wasn't it? Terrible miss. Um, but you know, it happens to the best of them. Um, how many has he got now this season? Twenty seven. 
You can allow him to miss. You can allow him to miss a couple. Is it only Messi in Europe who scored um, slightly um, one more, a few more? Yeah, yeah, he's second points. best scorer. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously in all in all four English divisions. He's the top scorer, um, and he's only I think only seven goals is it for, in the league from being from equaling Ian Wright's record for Palace as a, in a season. Um, uh, and obviously AJ in all competitions got 32, I think, so only six off of that. Um, and I think in terms of league goal scorers in the championship, I think Ricky Lambert last year, I think he was, I think, did he only get 27? I think 27, yeah, and that's the record. So so obviously Glenn's in the league is one behind that now. Um, yeah. Quite a way to go yet. Be amazed if he doesn't beat it by some <laughs> so it's just he's just been absolutely sensational. I don't I think we should probably talk about him a bit more. That that second goal. Um well, let's get some reaction from I'm gonna get some reaction from you, Alex. Yeah, I said it on uh, reactions to the action yesterday, how on earth he missed a header from about six yards and then managed to pull that out. It was unbelievable. Just it's, it's very it's kind of similar to his goal against Derby, where he sort of dropped the shoulder and, and tucked it in with his left foot. But wow, that's all I can say. I was lost for words. Yeah, no. Apparently, that's a, I was reading on RedBlueArmy.co.uk's match report. Uh, have a read of that if you can. It's really good. Um, but Terence pointed out on there that um, that's fourth in a row that Glenn Murray scored with his left foot. Yeah, I I mentioned that yesterday. It's interesting, really. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, see the people in the chat seem to be enjoying the uh, the fight we were having on air there, Nick. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were talking about uh, upsets earlier, Chris. Has your stomach been upset today? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I just yeah. mention uh, Murray's second goal? Do you know what made that goal? KG was fouled, and yet he still managed to swing his foot around and get yeah. the ball to Murray. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. That's, yeah, yeah, bang on, Nick. That's what he's all about. Just. Yeah. Just never gave up. Just it didn't matter for a second that he was fouled. He was all he was interested in was carrying that move on, and yeah. you know just to see Murray shift that ball and rifle it in. Fantastic goal, one of the best I've seen for a long while. Um, brilliant stuff, absolutely brilliant. Palace uh, guard says Murray's smiling a lot more now as well. Oh, isn't he just? Oh, he's he can't stop now. <laughs> he Cheshire cat, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I, I'd say the, the team spirit sort of shining through when, when obviously when the guys are celebrating goals and things like that, it's just it's, it's a joy to watch. And I think you we talked about it earlier, obviously Jazz Richards enjoying himself quite so much, been tweeting about what a great spirit there is in the club and how much fun he's having and, and how great the fans are and all that sort of stuff. It's really nice to sort of see everything coming together and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, brilliant. Um, Quick word for uh, for Kevin Phillips. Obviously, Kevin Phillips scored the the fourth goal. Um, great little finish, wasn't it, Mark? Terrific goal. I mean, uh, he's been doing it for twenty years, and uh, he's still doing it. So uh, it's it's just uh, it's wonderful to uh, for us as fans and for the club to have players of that quality and with that much experience to not only help the youngsters but also to, you know, come off the bench and score something out of nothing, really, uh, and and have the enthusiasm, you know, to want to do it. You know, I mean, he, you know, everyone can just say, oh, he's 39, he's just coming for his final hurrah, but he's far from that. He's He's, he's got so much to offer, and uh, it must be pretty frightening for people to see a bench with Balassi and Phillips and, uh, uh, you know, Potentially Moritz and Garvin on the bench, you know, oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, and and, and it, 
it's, it's been such an important signing because, as we know, we haven't really got any direct cover for Glenn Murray should he get injured or suspended. So it's, uh, it's a massive coup getting him in. And uh, I think, uh, you know, in the, he's played, what, uh, about 90 minutes in three games, a couple of goals, a yeah. couple of assists. But, I mean, yeah. as I was saying earlier, we didn't necessarily need, desperately need his contribution like we have in the, the other two games he's played. We really needed him to come on and, and change the game, but the fact that we brought him on and he still did make that contribution just fills me with so much confidence. And he's—I mean—he's enjoying himself as well. He's got a new lease of life, and you know, it's, it's probably going to extend his career by at least another season, no matter, no matter what happens, really. So, I think everything's looking extremely positive. Um, Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick. Eagles play in the chat room. Says uh, another fantastic thing to see yesterday. <laughs> you got your mute. I was being quiet. No, I'm, I'm not on mute anymore, Mark. You can hear me now. Uh, Eagles play was uh, saying it was fantastic to see the partnerships and player understandings throughout the squad are starting to shine. He says Rambo and uh, Delaney, Jedi and KG as always. Wolf and Richards are on the same wavelength. Dobby and Murray have got a partnership. And uh, Murray and Super Kev seem to have a partnership as well. So I don't know whether there's a kind of threesome going on there with uh, Murray oh, Kev. every time. Um, <laughs> I've just noticed Stuart saying that um, Peter Ramage was his uh, man of the match. And he's an uncaught, said hashtag unsung hero on Twitter. I think that's an interesting point. But I think the point everyone's making is says Peter Ramage is starting to become a sung hero as well. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's a few other things that came in, actually. I, I just wanted to do a quick shout-out for NSC Quotes. I think that's the um, the the Twitter account. Uh, I'm not going to read anything from it because we haven't really got time, but if you're on Twitter, at NSC Quotes, have a little read of that. It's just, um, we said we'd give them a quick shout-out, and it's basically just a selection of hilarious Palace-related quotes from the Brighton's North Stand chat forum. So if you need in need of a laugh, and I often when Palace have had a successful game like we had against Middlesbrough, is um, I just think I oh well if ever I want to cheer myself up anyway, I just go on there and laugh for ages because they they're so bitter about us and every time we do well. <laughs> it's just you can just revel in it because now it's just there's so much that hurts them. It's the fact that Glenn Murray is scoring all these goals makes them so angry. There's a lovely poll that someone put on there: is Would you rather have Craig McCall Smith or Glenn Murray? Hmm. I wonder what the answer to that question is. Um, I did notice that. I also noticed that um, Lee Ward had a, had a good summary of this of the game, actually. He said Middlesbrough game yesterday was one of our, was our best performance of the season. All 11 players stood up to be counted, and we steamrolled a team who are sixth in the league. We saw the return of Zaha, the Zaha we all love, as he was simply unplayable up the palace. Uh, I just wanted to pick that out from Lee, because Lee's seen a lot of games this season, and to say that as our best performance, that's uh, big praise indeed. Um I, I, I wouldn't necessarily argue. It's probably the most complete performance. What do you reckon, Barney? Yeah, um, I was just going to. I was, I was just about to say. You know, I think it's all very well everybody going on about. Oh well, you know, you must be gutted that Murray's left, and you know, you've got Dobby um, on loan and Phillips. But I, I, you know, I think this is where we 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 really have to we have to give credit to Holloway because these players clearly were not performing at the clubs that they were at. And actually, Holloway is getting the best out of them, and he's and he's he's making them play in a way that I guess they're enjoying. You know, they they all looked like yesterday they were really enjoying their football, and even Glenn Murray, you know, was he? I saw him smiling for the first time in a while, and I when I see him walk off the pitch, I sometimes really do mutter under my breath, "You arrogant, 
you know what um because he, he does look a bit sort of you know all oh, right i've got to kind of pitch and score you lots of goals sort of thing but they all look like they were smiling yeah. and they all look like they're having a great time which yeah um you know is is is, is really nice to see and you know and i, I, I don't think, know that barney it's also i mean it starts off with with winning games but it starts off with confidence doesn't it and then you win games and then you start enjoying your football you don't enjoy your football when you're bottom of the league and being uh, thrashed five nil every week or whatever so you know it's it's all it's obvious, there's obviously a real good feel feel good factor in among around the, you know the club on the training ground yeah I before the game after the game you can see that they are genuinely a closely knit bunch of mm. players you know and uh, you can see even see that on twitter with the banter that goes about but i mean it's just uh this, everything is just set up beautifully at the moment with 14 games to go yeah I, and i think we've just we've just got to be careful um to to, to how we kind of preserve that a little bit in, in going in kind of going forward um we, you know we've got a big game on tuesday which i'm sure we're gonna we're gonna be talking about um but i think we just need to we we need to know um you know i think we've got a good mix basically of of of, of different styles within the team that can come out and, and really destroy teams i think you know not sounding too cocky i think you know, if 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 we can see out the rest of the season like we played yesterday, and and not the not how we played, but the way we played and the passion that the lads seemed to have on the pitch, they all they all wanted to play for Palace yesterday. They all, you know, I think they look at. I've been at I've been at Sellers, and you know, I've seen the players come off the pitch before, walking past, you know, the Homesdale stand, and you know, with with um, you know the fans not happy, and I think they feel that, and I think. You know they feel it when they're winning, and they 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 go with the fans and thinking, you know what, this is absolutely fantastic. It, it feels like a club atmosphere, which I think is, which unfortunately is very rare these days. I think in in football clubs, and I think with footballers as well. Mm. Uh, Nick, you wanted to come in there. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to uh, the one of the funniest. There were there were two moments I remember in the game yesterday. One was when Balassi lost the ball, but then sprinted about 30 yards to go and get it back and did get it back, which I thought was class. The second uh, funny moment was, was when Roy Hodgson's face appeared on the screen and um, everybody started chanting <laughs> Murray for England. There <laughs> <laughs> was Ramage for England later on as well, wasn't there? I think, was um, there? Yeah. Oh, I have just noticed that I, I just remember someone said, uh, have a look at the picture that um, Stuart had tweeted about Peter Ramage, where he's just superimposed Peter Ramage's face on a Rambo film poster. I'm enjoying that. That might be my new wallpaper for my phone, I think. Um, oh, look, it's, it's it's an exciting time at the moment. Um, there's a couple of little bits I want to pick up on uh, before we before we get into the previews. Um, we've nearly done an hour already. Uh, someone get the phone. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but make sure you get it. Is that yours, Mark? Yeah, I told him to fuck off. <laughs> oh, look, that's two F-bombs, one from me and one from you. Sorry, wow. sorry listeners. Um the first one I want to, want to talk about, um, I want to save Will for, for last, because I think there's a good discussion to be had on his performance yesterday. But um, Stephen Dobby, he's starting to settle a bit now. Um, Ian Holloway talks in the press conference that he's a goal scorer as well and that we haven't seen that side to his game. Um, but I was really impressed with him and the way he was spreading play about and, and, and the interchange of positions with Williams and with Zaha to a point and just really being that link player and I thought he was extremely important in the fluidity of fluidity or oh, bloody hell that I actually said it right the second time became confused um yeah fluidity of our performance um well what, what do you think Nick was he good yeah Dobby Dobby was an excellent link player wasn't he 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 kind of occupied that middle space that we we 
been seeing, um, I've completely forgotten the bloke's name. From uh, he's injured at the moment. Cool, my brain's gone blank. I'm getting old, Chris. Help me Moritz. out here. Moritz, that's the one. Yes, <laughs> um, he kind of filled that role better than Moritz has done, and he's had a couple of long shots. Um, he nearly scored from about 30, 40 yards out when the keeper was off his line. If that had just hit his boot ever so slightly differently, it would have um, yeah. been a super goal, wouldn't it? Uh, I kind of, I just, I actually thought it was in when he hit it. I really did. Yeah. The angle was out. I just thought, oh well, you know, he's he's seen it straight away. I thought, oh, that's just fantastic. Gutted when it went wide. Uh, Alex, you've uh, remembered Holloway's comment. What was it? Yeah, in the press conference, he was saying how he was describing the rest of his team as a cake mix with um, Dobby as the icing on top. He's not not someone that works around in the middle, but he gives you that little bit of quality on top. You know, that little cherry on top. He was describing him as so. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought he petered out a bit in the second half, but first half really creative, and he gives. Him Murray so much more space. You watch, if, even if he just runs five yards to the right, it gives Murray two yards extra space. It's unbelievable if you just watch, just watch those two for half hour. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's hard. It's actually, well, you, obviously, you're not going to find any negatives in that performance, really, but I just thought there was just, just so much good going on, and I, I think kind of it almost got lost and, um, and quite rightly observed as well. I've just noticed that in, I think it's in the chat. It's just gone, but someone was observing. We haven't even mentioned Wilf really, and that's just how good we, you know, good a performance it was. But we are going to mention Wilf. We are going to talk about that performance. I thought it probably he was the only one I felt who who started the game absolutely, you know, on fire and did not at any stage let up. I I just. Uh, Parnaby basically got himself substituted on about the hour mark. You know, he went down and effectively asked to be substituted. He just got... He, he, honestly, he'll be having nightmares now. Just I like the um, Man U fullback. He was, he was like Fabio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just cried. Exactly, like, it, reminded, it reminded me so much of that. Just someone... someone you know, you know, if he'd been on another five minutes, I think he would have either had a you know, proper mental right, breakdown. Right or, yeah, just, <laughs> sat in <laughs> crying his eyes out. It just, it just had enough. It, and it was, there was so many different ways Wilf beat him. It was, it was painful <sighs> to watch. Yeah, wasn't he? It was. It was absolutely humiliating. And part of his no mug. He's, you know, he, he's not perhaps had the career he was tipped for when he came through as a, as a youngster. But, but you know, he's he's an experienced right back, and to have Wilf just repeatedly do that to him and. I mean, I love the uh, montage they put on the football league show halfway yeah. through the highlights. That was, that was <laughs> superb, wasn't it? They've it never was, done yeah. that before, have they? No, no, I can't remember, ever remember that. Yeah, the quick picture of Hodgson, and they show, oh, you know, here's here's what Roy Hodgson was watching. But um, yeah, I to know why is it every time a fullback gets pasted by Zaha, they go off an inverted commas injured, crying <laughs> <laughs> it? and injured. Yeah. <laughs> if you think he went off on the hour mark, so he was faced with a real prospect of an additional half an hour of just being completely embarrassed. And I just think, you know, there's only so much you can take. I think I really do. Um, uh, Alex, I just want to come to you. There was some, get some four-word reviews before we go back to Wilf. Yeah, you're going to have to pardon my French because a few people got a little bit excited. Can you replace the... Because we've dropped two F-bombs already. Can you replace... If you, if you like. Flip, flipping, please. Okay. Uh, Ross Phillips says, crapped all over them. That's all right, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's not fine, too. Yeah, yeah. That's not too bad. Ryan Goddard. We... What a effing game. Yeah, that's good. Paul Kensley. Premiership, here we come. Tony... <laughs> Tony G. Wilf, just too good. Daniel Stone. What a bloody massacre. Adam Smith, Premier League standard team. 
Mark Davis, Palace Rotten's Borough Landslide, and Aaron Mitchell, our very own, Super Murray for England. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if he's quite ready for that yet, but um, <laughs> he's it that way, isn't he? But nah, it's good stuff, guys. Um, well, final word on Will. I mean, interestingly, the, the one of those four rev- reviews contained the just too good point. Um, I noticed that we were singing He's Just Too Good for Us in Block W yesterday. Um <laughs> <laughs> on that performance he was he was too good for this for this league um, so I mean I just want to finish really who each each one of us would have picked a man of match um, I've probably changed my mind over the course of the discussion because I've been reminded on so many different things you know I, I, I've, I've decided, I thought it was Glenn Murray and I've, I've also thought it was Wilf Zaha and I've also thought Peter Ramage um, I'm struggling to make my mind up so guys if you can pick one for me um, well, who was your man of the match Barney? Oh God! Thanks very much for that. Um, <laughs> oh, I think Ramage, just purely because uh, actually, yeah, I don't know if I'm right about that. Just that I, was, think did, it, I think it was. I, I'm going with Ramage. I'm, no explanation. Ramage. Move on. All right. Well, my explanation <laughs> of that and why I thought it at one point was if you look at the two two really significant points in that game. One uh, nil, he clears off the line, and then he and he gets us, and he also gets us that all important second goal. So that's two real turning points in the game. So probably just about deserves the man of the match, or does he, Alex? I think Jedinak. You think Jedinak? Uh, yeah, I think un, unsung hero playing with that eye mask. Just he allowed everyone to get forward. So can we yeah. refer to it as the owl mask, please? The the owl mask. Yes, they did ask for a black one, but they gave him a white one. Calling to Holloway. Yeah, I just I can't get the image of him being a giant owl out of my head. Makes me laugh so much. Mark, who was your man of match? I think um, obviously uh, I'm a bit divided as well, but Glenn Murray really for me, and and the reason is that he got the early goal, then he missed a couple of good chances, and you see a lot of centre forwards miss chances that they really know they should have buried, and then kind of hide for the rest of the game, and he didn't do that. He you know, he wanted to make up for those misses and, you know, it looked like he he was really gunning for a hat-trick towards the end. And uh, I think just for the for his sheer persistence and, and for just such a wonderful strike, you know, the, for the second goal, that, that's, you know, he's, without his goals, we, you know, we'd be lost. And he also did uh, chest down the ball for Ramage to score as well. So he did two goals and an assist and from, and for sort of, his persistence, you know, paid off, you know, and, and uh, it was a, it was a cracking second goal, having missed a couple of easier chances earlier on. Okay, and uh, Nick, finally, nice and quick, who was your man? I'm going to go for Wilf, um, simply because of his balls into the box. Uh, Murray could have had that hat trick in the first half, and his little slide through for Phillips, and the fact that he won't be able to be our man in a match for many more games after this season. Uh, just, so I just think he thought- gets it now. Yeah, no, fair point. Just 14 more, um, 14 more opportunities, I think it is, in general, for either home or away. For people can to I get give themselves you some, to a game. Can I give you some chat room, man, of the matches? Uh, yeah, Palace Yard, yeah. Ramage was easily no contest because he said Jedi was too inconsistent with his uh, passing. Uh, DJ Suarez Suarez says team of the match would be better. Andy A agrees with me, Zaha. Um, Murray missed too many easy chances, says Palace Guard. Um, and that's it. Williams for Joe Hollyoke earlier. Yeah, I noticed Will Gaynor saying Zaha. Um, trying to get in there as a load of predictions for things. I don't think we've got any more in there. There, we haven't. 
So, um, okay, well, it's time to preview some games. Uh, we're going to be very quick and as usual, Mark, so hopefully you've got some stats for me. But the first game is Tuesday night. It's a home game. It's against Bristol City. Um, see, the, the the game up at their place was kind of a turning point of our season in that we got absolutely battered, um, and deservedly so. And it was a horrible experience for the, those of us who made the journey. But um, then... Well, after that game, we had them telling us how we were going to be in a relegation battle and how they were going to go up to the Premier League and all that sort of stuff. Funny how things turn out. Karma and all that. But, um, Mark. Mark? Hmm. This is interesting. Does it every week, doesn't he? He does so much work. He says, I spent all afternoon doing this, Chris. And then... He disappears. Please call me host. Pride of yeah. South London, you are the host. Yeah, Mark, your host. It's, yeah. I, love, I just love it how he does it. He, every week. Every week. Got every very week, late Mark. and saw very, very rough today. But that's mm. another story. Yeah, but, uh, mm, <laughs> smack bottom. <laughs> and with that, Mark Ross is back in the room. Hi, Mark. Well, I came back on and all I heard was smack bottom. Yeah, well, that happens a lot to you, mate. All right, let's, let's take I us through quickly some Bristol City um, stats, then we'll get some predictions done, and then, well, then we'll have a look at Sheffield Wednesday and get the hell out of here. So over to me then. Chris. It is for Bristol City. Oh, yeah, what's, what's going What a guan. All right, I'll take you through it. Top scorers for Bristol City, Stephen Davis with nine goals, Sam Baldock with nine goals. Uh, Bristol City are 23rd in the league with 31 points from 32 games. Their away form this season has played 16 1 3 drawn two, lost 11. Bristol City have the worst away record in the championship with 11 points from a possible 48. And City's last point away from home was at Ipswich in a 1-1 draw on the 22nd of December. Uh, their three away wins this season have come at Peterborough, at Middlesbrough and at Sheffield Wednesday on the 8th of December. So the 8th of December is the last time they won away from home. Their last six games, yesterday they lost at Cardiff week before they beat Forest, they lost at Blackburn 2-0, they won at home to Watford, they beat Ipswich 2-1 and then they lost at Leeds mm. based on their last six games uh, City are surprisingly ninth in the form table with nine points from six games all mm. the nine points are from home wins nothing on the road in their last six um, um, Can I well, obviously, a very quick discussion point on it, um, before we go back to that Obviously, their recent upturn in form, you'd expect to be down to the appointment of O'Driscoll as the manager. Mm. So, um, he's, a, he's a man who, who got Doncaster players. It was Doncaster, is that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, brain, yeah. He playing some really great football. Um, was doing a pretty decent job at Forest before being inexplicably sacked um, for the bizarre decision of getting McLeish in. I need to see him leave. But, um, obviously, so should we really... Should we... Well... Like you say, ninth in the form table. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't be quite expecting the easy ride that a few people are. So. No, I don't think. I don't think it will be an easy game because they're definitely their form has improved of late. And uh, as I say, they've. I mean, they beat Watford recently. They beat Ipswich. They beat Forest. Um, they lost by the odd goal in three at Cardiff yesterday. So you know they're not. Uh, you know it's a dangerous game. You know. Mm against them and their away record is so poor that you know you think well eventually it's going to change you know it's yeah. got to change the law of averages says it's got to change let's hope it's not on Tuesday night yeah I'm just rem- reminded of the time I thought our away record was so poor it'd have to change and we won one game all season so 
Yeah, yeah no, it doesn't always bad. change, does it? But um, okay. Yeah, well, but they a couple of other things. They they fail to score in eleven of their thirty-two games this season, and they've only kept two clean sheets in those thirty-two games. They haven't kept a clean sheet away from home all season, and they haven't been involved in a no-score draw for thirty-nine matches. All oh, right. So <laughs> it is. Yeah. But of course, um, we played City away in the second game of the season back in I think it was twenty-first of August, and we got thumped four-one, uh, and that is their biggest win of the season. And I, I looked up the team for that day. And it was Speroni, Ward, Martin, Moxie, Ramage, Parr, KG, Garvin, Jedi, Zaha, and Wilbraham. So that was a starting eleven for that day. I think obviously we'll see a, a, again. We talked about last week the when you look at those games where we were playing the sort of the second game um, when we played the other teams early on the actual difference in starting lineups is, is quite it's much more extreme than I ever thought it would have been um, and particularly you know obviously Delaney wasn't around at the start and obviously we had Aaron Martin in I think at the time and it was yeah so um, oh, very very different lineup and very very differing circumstances and you know, I still, I'm still expecting us to win. I'm expecting probably, I think they'll probably probably nick a goal. I think we're very rarely keeping a clean sheet ourselves. So I'm going to go with the 2-1. Um, what do you reckon then, Barney? Yeah, um, I think they're going to be really hurt from, from losing against Cardiff. You know, they're local rivals. And um, I think they're going to be, they'll be wanting to, to get back. And I think they'll be wanting to give, give their something to the, you know, give something to the fans. But... I think if we can if we can come out like we, we like we finished yesterday, then I think um, I, I won't be so bold as I was last week in thinking we're going to stuff them because I th- I fortunately I think we're going to I think on Tuesday's game I think we might revert back to playing a little bit of a, a little bit of shut up shop in the first half. I don't know why I've just got a kind of feeling that Moxie and O'Keefe might creep back in. Mm. So I think I think we're going to. I think we could possibly... I think we'll win 2-0. I can't okay. see him scoring. Okay. Uh, okay, Mark, what do you reckon the score will Yeah, I think 1-2-0, um, that's all really. I don't think there's, there's going to be a, a big hiding at all. Even, even uh, I, you know, I suppose if you said, uh, if we played like we did uh, on Saturday, uh, when we should undoubtedly thrash them, but yeah. it doesn't always work out like that. No, absolutely, mate. Um, Nick, can I get your prediction and a few from the chat room? Yeah, my prediction is 2-0 Palace. I think KG will get one, and I think it's about time Delaney scored another one from a corner. Eagles pray in the chat room, 3 zip to Palace. DJ Suarez, 4-1 again. Wilf deserves to get on the score sheet. HH, easy win for the Palace. Andy A, 3-1 to the Palace. And I think um, Cyril Fred has gone for a time walk because he says it's 4-0 with a KG hat-trick and a Calvin overhead kick. One day it will be happen. Somebody's uh, castigated him saying Calvin's left and Cyril said it's that sort of defeatist attitude, HH, that is the reason it never happens. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Thanks for that, Nick. Uh, Alex, your prediction and some, a few from Twitter, please. Uh, my prediction of Bristol, I think we're going to draw one all, and very negative, I know. And the fans believe Karen Baxter thinks we're going to win 2-0. Uh, Will Gain thinks 5-1, very ambitious. Dan the Man thinks 3-0. Nigel Croucher believes 4-0. Bob Bradley's gone for a 3-0. Tony Johnston, 2-0. Joe Holyoke gone for a 6-1, as ever ambitious. <laughs> and Henry Day's gone for a 3-2. I think Joe's getting carried away because he's got a free ticket for this one from me. So. Mm. Uh, I think he's got overexcited again there. Um, OK, obviously the other game is uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, that will 
well, it's the first trip to Hillsborough since that wonderful, wonderful day where we uh, sent them down and kept ourselves very much alive in the championship and eventually ended up on the path that we're on right now. So, um, obviously, very good stuff. So, uh, how's things going with Sheffield Wednesday, Mark? Uh, the stats are as follows. Top scorer, Mikel Antonio with seven goals. And uh, then Chris O'Grady with six goals, but he's no longer at the club. He went to Barnsley on loan in the January transfer window. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, Roger Johnson, he always chips him a few goals. He's got five this season. Um, they're currently 20th in the league with 36 points from 31 games. Um, they... I'll stop you there. That's Raider Johnson, isn't it? Roger Johnson plays for Wolves. Is it? Yeah, yeah, Raider Johnson. Yeah, really... freaked me out for a second there. I thought we were going to put up with Roger Johnson sulking again, but we're not. It's fine. <laughs> hey, maybe there's just two Roger Johnsons. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yesterday they drew two-two at home to Derby. They beat Brighton three-one, mm-hmm. and yeah, they won two-one yeah. at Charlton. So it's always nice to know. Uh, they drew nil at home to Wolves. They won three-one at Hull, and they lost two-nil at home to Burnley. Uh, I look back, overall, Chef Wednesday have only lost once in their last 10 games. Uh, based on their last six games, Sheffield Wednesday are fifth in the form table with 11 points from six games. Palace are 13th. I don't know if anyone wants to make a comment on that. They've well, been some decent sides. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they they started the season really well. And then they, they basically, they were our first win, weren't they? Of the season. That's right, yeah. Turned everything around. And, and that, was, it was, that was a turning point for us. And it, and it was very much a turning point for them because it saw them plummet down the table. They really struggled for consistency, you know, picking up very few wins. And, and at one stage, Dave Jones looked like his job was under threat, um, despite the fact that he hadn't lost in 30 or well, 26 games or something ridiculous when they started playing us. But um, I just thought, um, I, I think that, yes, they are in a great run of form and it's at Hillsborough. So, and they'll have a score to settle as well. So it's, it'll be an interesting game. I don't think... Again, it's, it's different now. We're a different prospect. I think it's all about us. It's all about how we play. And I think if we're on form, doesn't matter what they've done. If we're on form, we'll beat them, in my view. Um, again, any any comments from the rest of you guys before we move on? Yeah, I just want to say that if we turn up and give it our best, then undoubtedly we're going to win this win this game. Any any team in this league, I believe, at our best, we are the best team in the league. Mm. Confident yeah. stuff. Good call. Good call. I've um, got um, a couple more interesting stats actually that okay. I managed to pluck out today. Um, they've only kept six clean sheets in 31 games and they've also failed to score in 11 of their 31 games, which is the worst record in the league along with Bristol City. Um, uh, and also, Sheffield Wednesday have only gone on to win four of their 16 home games when they've been leading at half time. So they don't seem to sort of uh, convert their half-time leads. Uh, 19 games since Sheffield Wednesday were last involved in a nil-all draw. And, of course, we played Sheffield Wednesday at home back on the 1st of September. And as you said, uh, we won yeah. 2-1. Hambo 2-1 thanks to a brace from Glenn Murray. It was our first league win of the season after losing our opening three games. And we went on a great run after that. Uh, I think it was a further 13 games unbeaten before we lost at Leeds on the 24th of November. Uh, and I suppose, as you said, that was probably the turning point of the season for us. Yeah, if you're interested not. in the team that started that day, it was Speroni, Blake, Delaney, Ramage, Parr, Balassi, Garvin, Jedi, Moritz, Zaha and Murray. Mm. Those are the stats for Sheffield Wednesday. No, obviously, we just signed Delaney, we just signed Balassi, we just signed Moritz. Right. It was... 
in you know our first look at that and it, and it was our first glimpse at what you know what's to come really and stuff um okay very very quick predictions everyone i'm going to go with um i think it's going to be a quite a high scoring game but i think palace will win it 3-2 um bonnie um it depends what team turns up really i think we could i think uh i think we'll win it i think uh, sheffield wednesday will try shutting up shop because they'll try not to concede because they're in a bit of a relegation battle um but i think we i think we're going to be too strong for them ultimately so i think we're going to i think we're going to get a 1-0 win okay um alex yourself and a few tweets please uh from me, one all. Will Gain also agrees with me, and so does Gaz. Uh, Curtis has gone for a three-one. Henry Day has gone for a two-one, and Tony Johnson's gone for a two-nil. Hmm, exciting stuff. I've just seen Nick send us an image of Jednak and Murray dancing. Hmm, <laughs> interesting stuff. Phantom of the um, Opera. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life, love it. Um, Murray looks way too happy in that picture. Sorry. Uh, predictions, please. Uh, Nick, you got yourself and some from the chat room. Yeah, Andy A, two-all draw, Palace Guard, two-all draw in the chat room. Um, who said uh, Sheffield Wednesday will shut up shop? I don't think they can shut up shop with Wilf and Belassi and um, the players we've got. Uh, I go with Chris, high-scoring game, 4-3 Palace. Mm. Exciting stuff. And final word, Mark, what do you reckon the score is going to be? Um, I think they're in good form, one defeat in ten. Um, I think 2-2 two, two draw. Okay, mate. Well, that's a lovely positive note to end the show on. <laughs> 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 oh, Fantastic. Anyway, listen, I hope everyone's enjoyed it today. It's, I've, I've done, struggled through better than I thought I would. So thank you for listening, and we're back again next week. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.